Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. Welcome back. I got weekend fever. I can taste it. Only a little while away. Got some work to do tomorrow, but we don't have Nuanas now tomorrow. But uh, I'm going to be out with a couple potential clients. So that'll be fun. And heading up to the lake, going to Flathead this weekend. So hope everybody else has some good plans as well. And uh, enjoy your Independence Day. It's an important day to always remember. Don't let the uh, don't mm-hmm. let the world at large. Remove the emotion of all special occasions because they are all special for a reason. So embrace it, enjoy it. Nuanas now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Rajim Seabrook in studio with me, Colter Nuanas, broadcasting to you live from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport boasts the largest inventory of trucks in the Pacific Northwest. Go check out all the inventory at nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. Since we're off tomorrow, we're going to do a little something different here today. Usually we drink Florence coffee on the uh, lead of the show. On I'm drinking Florence coffee. Good thing. I'm glad, Tom. You're always drinking Florence coffee. All times. I've, uh, yeah, I think I'm, I'm, I've had four or five 
Florence coffees this week already, so I'm doing doing my fair share to get caffeinated. But uh, usually we drink them on Fridays, but um, our Florence Coffee Company break instead today is going to include a giveaway. We got a $10 gift card for you to the Florence Coffee Company. Give us a call, shoot us a text. Actually, preferably, Tommy's working on some uh, paddlehead stuff. The Missoula Paddleheads back in action tonight against the uh, Boise Hawks, the second of a three-game series at home before the Paddleheads head on on the road. Uh, the Paddleheads game tomorrow night will be fireworks night. So a bunch of uh, fireworks there. One of the safer places in Missoula to, to uh, watch some fireworks. So if uh, you want to head on down to the ballpark tomorrow, that'll be fun. But regardless, you want a $10 gift card to Florence Coffee, give us a text, 888-1029. That's 888-1029. Give us an idea maybe where you're going to order at Florence Coffee. The second texter at 888-1029 has a $10 gift card to the Florence Coffee Company. So uh, shoot it on over. If you missed anything in the first hour of the show, I gave you my take on uh, Chris Paul and the Phoenix Suns advancing to the NBA Finals. The Eastern Conference Finals is locked at 2-2, two to two, and uh, all of a sudden, neither of the premier players in the Eastern Conference Finals, Giannis Antetokounmpo for the Bucks or Trey Young for the Hawks, are available. I actually have not heard of Trey Young, an update of Trey Young's specific stats for tonight, but Giannis has been ruled out for tonight. Mm-hmm. So that's a huge that's a blow. Uh, blow to the uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. But if you missed anything in the first hour of the show, I talked about that a little bit. We also talked uh, about LeBron James not in the Olympics. And we also talked to our good friend Carolyn Chick, who doesn't know sports, talked about a variety of different things. Uh, Carolyn was particularly funny this week. You can find all of that in the podcast, N-U-A-N-E-Z. Type that into any podcast hosting platform, and you'll find it. Please rate, review, subscribe. Proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, and Sports Bet Montana. All right, what do you want to do here, Rajim? You want to talk... Uh, college athletes from the past who would benefit most from name, image, and likeness. You want to talk more about the NBA playoffs, specifically Giannis Antetokounmpo being out for tonight, or would you like to talk about NFL coaches and quarterbacks and the pressure that they are under in the fall of 2021? Well, if we are more constructive with our time, we tend to, you know, wax poetic. I say uh, <laughs> I say we do all three. Well, we're going to do all three, no question. And that's oh. going to be the second hour of the show. Oh, okay. It's just a matter of which order you want to go in. Let's, let's keep the momentum going from the la- from the first yeah, segment. name, image, and likeness. Give me your uh, top athletes. Maybe, I mean, I guess let's say just of all time, but probably more from the, the modern era, because I think it would have been bigger in the modern era. But we can go all time as well, because I think that this would have been It, it would have uh, been cool. Uh, and, and I'm going to go kind of obscure. There's the obvious ones. You know, we talked about it in between the breaks. I would love to see Michael Vick. Like, that, that would just, that would yep. be great. But... It would be really cool to see someone like Pistol Pete Maravich. No question. You know, just just a guy that was ahead of his time, like could would would probably be a dominant player in today's game. Just no just a sick athlete. Um, Allen Iverson would be a fun one. Yep. Uh, the, uh, Patrick Ewing, I mentioned. Uh, just you know, just great great college athletes. Believe it or not, who would be fun in that same situation? And everyone hates him. Christian Leitner. He would. He would be it, it, just because the skills and the talent on that level at that time astronomical. Um, and then there's a couple, just a couple of lesser known guys like Lamont Murray. Great, loved him in college. Like, Lamont Murray, yeah, dude, name. I'm serious. I like the obscure guys, guys that don't get as much shine. Those tertiary dudes, you know what I'm saying? No um, question. And then again, uh, we mentioned him yesterday, Donnie Marshall. Like that, <laughs> like when you look at his collegiate stats and how that would translate into something, he was phenomenal. Think about the Fab Five. How about the running Rebs? Larry Johnson, Let's Grandma, go. that would have been a big one. Uh, J.J. Reddick was preaching on Twitter last night, said, man, I would have gotten the biggest bag, said I would have had this, 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 merch business, you know, all the different things you could possibly have. Johnny Manziel was also tweeting about it. I think Manziel, if he was in this exact day and age. Oh, God. 
would be um, because of the rise of YouTube and the ability to monetize YouTube without having to sell it to anybody. True. If you just put a dope video on there and everybody watches it, and all of a sudden it's self-monetizing. Those videos when Johnny Manziel was a freshman, when he and what was his friend, Mr. Oh. Kid Perfect or something like that, or it was Johnny Football and Kid something. Something. Or, and uh, they would, you know, top of Kyle Field, College Station, throwing the football through the hoop, you know, off the roof, doing the, the backflip into the pool, all this, you know, stupid, silly, funny, frat boy type stuff. With Jeremy Shockey, he would have been a good one. Oh, boy. Yeah, I think he would have gotten some endorsements and then lost them swiftly because Quit. of, uh, <laughs> because of uh, some his, his off-the-field activities. Yeah, no, no question. Reggie Bush would have... Uh, here's the other thing, though, I think worth noting is... Obviously, all of the biggest college stars of the 60s, 70s, and 80s would have been gigantic. The the monetization would have been enormous. How about the U? Guys like Earl Campbell, guys like O.J. Simpson, those guys, Marcus Allen, these guys would have been getting so much money. But here's the thing you got to remember. They were. And the NCAA just wasn't regulating it at the level that they wanted to. The the death penalty was set upon SMU in the mid-1980s. Changed the game forever. But, I mean, Eric Dergerson tells that story of... Uh, the SMU coach coming to his mom's house and giving him $50,000 in cash in a suitcase and then Texas A&M pulling up the next day with a brand new sports car being like, well, we'll one-up you. Which one do you want? You want the $50,000 car? You want the $50,000 cash? He gets both. Now it's going to be a little bit more quote-unquote savory because technically these dudes are having to earn their money. But I don't know, man. I think that there's uh, so much to this. It's one of the most multi-layered and sort of uh, the, the the dichotomy here is just so fascinating to me because I think it's great for young people, but also I think that there is so much detriment and so much. These guys are going to all have to get educated first and foremost. Here's what they don't understand: like this is the number one factor when it comes to professional athletes why they go broke when they retire. No education. No education about no education. finance. What people don't understand either, though, is if you are a co- now, now college athletes now, if they're getting endorsements and they're playing in different, they're endorsing a product while they're playing. They're traveling from state to state. Now you're going to be in at least seven states as a college football player, for example. you got to pay taxes in all seven states. Yes, you do. That's where the NBA guys get in so much trouble because they go to 32 different cities every single year. They're paying state taxes in 25 different states. Well, here's the other issue with it is with endorsements, that's a job. Like all of a sudden, that's mandatory appearances. That's X amount of appearances no you have to make. Uh, you, you, and when you're tired or injured or hurt or you have finals or midterms, the dollars, the, the business doesn't stop. Like, you have to do that. So all of a sudden, a kid who couldn't have a job before because he goes to a Power 5 school and is an All-American linebacker who could not have a job, right? now you have obligations and you have seven endorsers? Yep. Like, there's, gonna, there's a lot of gray matter, a lot of stickiness, a lot of ambiguity around this. And sadly, some of these kids, because they are kids in college, young adults, sorry, no disrespect intended, are gonna, some, there's going to be some fallout, as with anything in life. But I, I just, what I fear are the quality, uh, the quality of the athleticism going down because of the business aspect going up. This is going to be, I mean, it's already an issue that's being brought to Congress's attention. John Tester has already gone on the record. Uh, great story by Colton Poole of the Bozeman Chronicle. You can go check that out on their website with an interview with, with Senator Tester. John Tester's already pushing for Congress to make some sort of real actual law about this to even the playing field because there's going to be no evenness to the playing field right now in 
just in terms of the advantages this could provide schools for recruiting. But I also wonder if now the individual student athletes are taking the advertising dollars out of a community, how does the university then replace those? A lot of people in a rural state like Montana, they might pull all of their advertising dollars to Grizzly Athletics and start dispersing it amongst student athletes. How does a small school like Montana or Montana State then replace that funding? Because that could be a, a, a multi-million dollar hit if that's the case. So I just think that there's so much here. I think that schools need to uh, be ready to have their own set of rules, but I also think that this is going to get to the highest congressional level. It will. And there will be some sort of either rule or law that is passed to have at least some form of national regulation of this. Well, then, I mean, but then uh, it, it's going to bring up something else. It's almost then becomes like revenue sharing. If it's national and the kid who's in Tulsa, Oklahoma, sure. doesn't produce or like compare Tulsa to say USC. Sure. Like how do you regulate that when the monies and the allocations yeah. for such said monies are so different? I think they're just going to make broad rules. You think? I, it'll, it'll be it'll, it'll be more like... Here's a, I think they'll make a maximum for amount a kid can get paid from an individual source. Right. I think they'll make rules pertaining to uh, particularly the marketing of things like alcohol. I, I think that that'll be a part of the deal because I guarantee you, like University of Montana has already released their uh, name, image, and likeness parameters. Mm-hmm. It is illegal as a Grizz athlete to use the Grizz logo. You're going to have to do something else. You can you can use yourself as a Grizz player, but you, unless you have licensing personally as a player, which, by the way, as somebody that runs an independent media company and has produced an independent uh, magazine that comes with a, a very uh, very expensive licensing Pricey. fee. Yeah, li- licensing fee for sure. So it's not as if there some players maybe <clears throat> will be able to acquire that branding, but maybe not. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying, University of Montana has also made it illegal to endorse things like tobacco or uh, alcohol, beer. Yeah. But there will be universities that say that it is okay to do those things. Oh, yeah. That's where the congressional bill is going to come in, I think. Because they'll just make the cut and dry decision, okay, no college athletes on uh, beer commercials. That's tough, man. We'll we'll tough. see. Well, there's going to be a lot of push, pull, and drag about this one. It is. It's going to be a lot. Yes, sir. Uh, it's amazing. I, I would feel very bad if I was an athlete. Well, not bad, but I would feel uh, envious of uh, these young guys because I think that there's a lot of college football players, a lot of college athletes in general from the past that could have made a lot of money on this. Oh, a this ton. Come uh, a, a little ton. Later. Joe Theismann, he, who was a salesman unto himself, yep. <laughs> he made a ton. Yep. Oh, man. So many guys would have. Right? So many guys. Roger James Seabrook joining me, Coulter Nuanas here in studio. It's Nuanas Now, our last Nuanas Now of the week. We'll be back next Tuesday. Really looking forward to a long weekend. Hope everybody else is as well. It's 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television, broadcasting to you from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Okay, let's finish your thoughts on the, uh, the NBA playoffs quickly here. Um, I feel like they're taking too long. Really? See, I get anxiety when they're winding down like this. Now that the Suns are in the finals, it's like, man, you okay. Know, it's, the, it's the dog days of summer. The days just feel long, and it's just like, I, I just... Well, and I just love the NBA, man. I just think that the yeah. NBA is the most... I think it's the most compelling of the professional sports. I just love the narrative, man. Like, the NFL, to me, there's all these narratives that swirl, but they all get utterly destroyed depending in the first four to six weeks of the season because it's all about injuries. To me, in the league, there's only two or three teams that are actually more talented than anybody else and two or three teams that are actually way worse than everybody else. Everybody else is exactly the same. And it's that you all start at 8-8, and and it's all about attrition, and it's all about how your quarterback plays. That's true. 
And so, the, I mean, it's why the NFL is so great because you have parody all over the place. But I also think that some of the narratives are overblown because at the end of the day, it really is about either do you have Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson at all, or do you have Blaine Gabbard? <laughs> l- luck enough, though, to sur- to mitigate. Like, can you have enough luck to stay healthy? Jimmy Garoppolo can take you to all the way to the Super Bowl if everybody else stays healthy. True. You're talking about trading Jimmy Garoppolo and blowing up your entire offensive identity or drafting a quarterback with the number three overall pick when oh, everybody man. else was hurt. Oh, man. Like, I, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo is what he is. And he is what he isn't. But it wasn't his fault that the Niners struggled so bad last True. year. True. I agree with that. I mean, I think Debo Samuel... Uh, Rasheem Mostert and George Kittle played zero snaps together last year. Zero. None. Not one. <laughs> I don't That's, know how you yeah. play Jimmy Garoppolo. You have your three big horses not on the field at any one given time. Makes it pretty difficult to accomplish anything. It's amazing. So, yes, but, but regardless, so back to the NFL. Or excuse me, the NBA. NBA. Uh, we'll get to the NFL here in just a, a minute. Yes, please. Um, this Bucks hawks series is turned completely on its head without the superstars. You were talking yesterday, I thought it's a point well taken, that you get yourself into some serious trouble in the NBA if you build your entire system on both sides of the ball around a single guy. It's ludicrous. The Hawks have among the best roster construction in the entire NBA, but that entire roster construction is built to play around this virtuoso point guard who can run the pick and roll better than anybody in the league. Exactly. Kevin Hooter and uh, you know Bogdan Bogdanovich. Those guys are nice players, but they're getting straight wide open threes all day long because Trey Young's so sweet when he gets into the paint. Commands too much attention. Those guys are above average NBA players when Trey Young's the point guard. They're average to below average NBA players when he's not. But then on the other side, the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, talk about defining. The definition of an MVP, the Bucks are terrible without Giannis. So they are uh, horrible. I think this is a compelling series again because it's tied two to two. I think these teams are evenly matched, but I also think it's going to be hard to watch because I think that both these teams are very deficient without their stars. I agree with that. Uh, I would say Milwaukee is more deficient because of how much he, uh, how much Giannis helps on the back end on the, on, the, on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, yeah. Let alone the offensive side of the ball because other guys can score not as greatly or as dominantly as as, as Giannis can. The issue with Milwaukee minus the freak is defensive. There is no one in the league that can cover the space. You know, in the paint, on the wing, or on the perimeter, way Giannis does, and which also then helps other guys play off-ball defense. It, it allows them to almost play a weak man zone at times. And when you lose that key cog in the machine, they look lost. They look like the Milwaukee Bucks from 1995. And those teams with like Darvin Ham, they were Darvin remember Darvin Ham hands. Oh, oh come on, man, They're horrible. And that's kind of what they look like now without the Greek freak. The official update from Woj, Woj Bob, Adrian Wojnarowski, the uh, the best Woj-o. scoop <laughs> getter, I guess, uh, in all of the NBA. He is re- confirming now that Trey Young is also out for Game Five. Trey Young was initially listed as questionable, and Nate McMillan, Atlanta head coach. Gave a small possibility that Trey Young could play, but Trey Young out tonight, as is Giannis Antetokounmpo. So, game five of the uh, Eastern Conference Finals, man. Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton versus uh, John Collins and Bogdan Bogdanovich. Uh, Clint Capella is questionable for tonight, too. So, uh, <laughs> if you're an NBA geek and you really, really, really want to watch some hoops, I think this is a compelling one. It's going to be a competitive game, so I think they're it will even, be. evenly matched. 
But if you're the NBA, you also have to hate this because your little cute story of two franchises that have, I mean, the Bucks have not won a title since 1971. The Hawks, I believe, have never won a title in Atlanta. I think the I Hawks think won have. a title in St. Louis back in like the 50s. But this, they uh, haven't been relevant at all. I mean, the Hawks have not made the finals in our lifetimes, I, I'm pretty darn sure, right? Nope. No Dominique Wilkins team ever made the finals, and there's nope. certainly none nope. since then. So it was a cute story because you had superstar power. Yeah. The emergence of Trey Young and the reemergence, but also the struggle, the drama that Giannis Antetokounmpo provides. Well, if you're the NBA, you hate this now because uh, geeks like us are going to watch this, but you you just lost all of your no star uh, power. fringe fans because nobody wa- I mean, No star power. Nobody wa- knows who... Drew Holiday is right. I mean, I know I'm demeaning people right now. That a lot of people know who Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday. Is. I would say Drew Holiday. But, but what I'm saying, is, what I'm saying is though, just the you know the average basketball fan is not like making plans with his buddies to go watch a pivotal game five. I guess like they would have been if the stars were played. The only caveat to that, Coulter, would be the fact that now they may be harder, scrappier basketball played to stay alive. Minus that, for sure. That's why I'm going to watch it. You know, so out. from like you know from the pure aspect, uh, pure uh, from that perspective it could be better but it also could be a lot worse because there's no continuity there's no flow there's no the juice isn't there for either one of their for either of these teams to kind of rally around their guy it will be an interesting game it at times it may be a little bit boring but again there's some really really beautiful aspects to this like guys are gonna have to step up or step off one is now one of two ninety espn missoula statewide television swx montana tv Break news, as I just said, Trey Young ruled out for Game Five versus the Bucks. Dude, I, what is up? That it, we talked about it yesterday. Anyone who knows basketball, he's shooting. He takes a half a step back, barely touches the ground, winces, and then just collapses. I think it had to be some sort of ligament deal because it wasn't a full roll. Right, it wasn't an ankle sprain. So maybe it's a high ankle sprain or some sort of like plantar fascia deal or Ooh, that's a arch good call. your foot or the top of your foot. I don't know. Some sort of hyperextension of... I mean, I don't know. The high angle sprain's a bad one. Trae you Young, never want that. Trey Young's a little whiner. And he, he's got a little shimmy. He's got a little shake. I love him. I love it. But he is easy to hate. All that said, what I'm getting at is he's not soft. So if he's not playing, it's because he's really hurt. Uh, so that's a bummer. It's bad for uh, the league. But it will be an entertaining game tonight. 6.30 p.m. That tip, it uh, games on TNT tonight in terms of the television. We'll have the Missoula Osprey. Ooh. The Missoula Paddleheads. I'm Paddle wearing my Osprey hat. He's homage, I do it, I do homage, it, I do it once a, uh, about once a month. I, I'm getting pretty good, but I I still revert. Culture, you're only 99.2% <sighs> perfect, man. It's It's been, the Osprey was such a big part of my life. I mean, it's the first Dude, place I, I ever know. worked, you know? like It was huge. It's a big part of my life. I, I Anyway. So regardless, we're not here to analyze that. No, we're not. We've already no, we're beat not. that dead horse to death. But uh, Missoula Paddleheads game will be on here on ESPN Missoula. Uh, pre-game starts about 10 till 7, first pitch 7.05. So Paddleheads game two or three games set against the Boise Hawks. So keep it right here after Nuanas now. In the meantime, which NFL coach-quarterback combinations have the yeah, most yeah. pressure entering the 2021 season? We'll, we'll tell you right after this here on Nuanas now. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. 
There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Amphitheater a couple summers ago is the uh, rainiest concert I've ever been to. It's phenomenal though. There was there with a couple special people in my life, and uh, it's a, a well-made memory for sure. But uh, if you're looking for somewhere to work this summer, go work at the Kettle House Amphitheater. A good friend, Lanya, who was a great member of the staff here and uh, an awesome and recognizable voice on the trail in the afternoons for years. 103.3 FM, the trail. Uh, she's now over at Logjam, and she was passing along the need for uh, people to work concessions and, and various other um, merchandise, bartending, stuff like that. You want to go? Want to go work like dude, a weekend of course, together? Of course I do, dude. I was talking to a friend about money this is like third on night. the list about this. Like go, getting to go out to the amphitheater, which is a beautiful venue. Getting to be outside, see people, see people of all sorts, meet new friends. Uh, Watch the sunset and that portion of the of the river canyon. I mean, dip into the river. After I would you get literally do it for free. <laughs> I, I actually, I actually, I actually, in fact, pay money to do this multiple dozens of times every single summer. So, uh, regardless, they're hiring. Go uh, check out Logjam. Go get paid. Go get paid. It's a good job, man. Go and you get, get to go be around fun people. So, uh, if you need a job, they need your help. Everybody in town needs help. But that's a specific one that's uh, pretty darn good. Rajim Seabrook, Jordan me, Colton hey, hey. Nuanez on Nuanez Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. Last Nuanez Now of the week will be back next Tuesday. So four-day weekend for us here at ESPN Missoula. You! We're broadcasting to you from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Go check out nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. All right, we've been talking about this one all week, teasing it all week. I'm happy. Let's, I'm roll, let's roll on it. The NFL... Uh, the, I, to me, um, organizational stability and then continuity between head coach and quarterback are the two most important factors to sustain success in the NFL. You can Agreed. catch lightning in a bottle. You can figure out a way to go to playoffs. I believe that the statistic is uh, every team in the NFL has been to the playoffs in the last 10 years except the Cleveland Browns. I think that's the real statistic. In the last 10 years? As the Browns have been, the, I guess the Browns have been in the playoffs the last... I guess the Browns snapped their streak the last couple years. Yeah. The Buffalo Bills also had a... a more than a decade long streak, mm-hmm. um, but I, I believe now though that I think I think every team in the in the NFL has gone to the playoffs then over the last ten years at one point or the other, right? Last, Detroit really in the last ten years. <sighs> Detroit, Detroit might be. Matt a st- Stafford has two playoff appearances in his career, so that that that's, what, a- that's within the last eleven or twelve years. So Detroit would be the one that's a hanger on. I guess the point is, r- r- without uh, talking myself into a corner with my flawed <laughs> statistic, <laughs> the point is that. You have a chance to go to the playoffs. Everybody in the league has a chance to go to the playoffs. True. 
most years. Could, correct. How do you become though? You know the, the Ravens and I guess pa- the Patriots didn't have that last year, but but the Chiefs. M- mostly the pra- Patriots, the Chiefs. You know teams that are perennially in the playoffs, and I think it it comes down to number one organizational stability, good GMs, and then number two the continuity between head coach and quarterback. So Absolutely. my question for you that I asked you a couple days ago, so I know you've been prepping this for a little while. Ooh-wee. Give me some. Uh, let's go one at a time, and then we'll kind of hash each one out as we go on. But when you first hear this, which coach quarterback combination? Has the highest level of pressure coming into the twenty twenty one season. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say let's go with the Raiders. Wow, you, you 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 got you got Mr. Carr and you got Chucky, aka Gruden. They his record since coming in I think is like nineteen and twenty something. Yep. You're, you're you're not even you're eight, not eight a year ago. Eight and eight a year ago. You 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 know we can take COVID. We can take the transitional move into consideration. But overall, with all the hyperbole surrounding uh, Gruden coming back in and the talented, because if you think about what Carr has done, he's had four four thousand yard seasons. Like yep. the boy has at times put the team on his on his back. But the other factor here for the Raiders though is that uh, Derek Carr is the Achilles heel because. They've done such a great job with everything else. They have one of the Correct. better offensive lines in the league. When Correct. they're healthy, they are top five offensive line in the league. They have, I'm not going to call him the best tight end because I don't consider him really a traditional tight end, but he's the best split tight end in the league, a guy that can line up in the slot. He's Aaron a Waller. He's a freak. Josh Jacobs is a burgeoning all-pro, and they have great speed and talent at receiver. We'll see if those, those guys yeah. can uh, sort of... Um, hone that in with the addition of John Brown and obviously Henry Ruggs, the third Hunter, Hunter Renfro. They have players on that side of the ball. So to me, it comes, that comes down to coaching because when you look right. at the pieces on the board, it comes down to what is Gruden going to be able to do with it? He's always been kind of a gimmicky guy, deep into the bag of tricks kind of a coach. But sure. at, this, at this point, has has the well dried up for him. So to me, it's well, less... And is, is Derek Carr the answer? Because you can say 4,000 yards all you want, but guess what? Everybody throws for 4,000 yards. And in fact, the guys who are the middle to bottom level quarterbacks in the NFL that stay healthy are the ones that lead the league in passing. Which is crazy. It's empty statistics, man. A bunch of yards doesn't mean anything. It's red zone efficiency. It's running the ball. It's third down conversions. All those sorts of things. Aaron Rodgers never leads the league in passing. He just leads the league in least picks thrown. Yeah, Tom and Brady most never leads the statistical category. Yeah, Tom Brady never leads yeah. the league in, in passing. He just leads the league in third down conversions every single. Which game. is how I segue into that. You can throw for all those empty yards, yep. those empty stats, and still not produce. For sure. Which is why you have a su- way subpar 500 record. I mean, think about when Jameis Winston, I believe, either. Uh, came close to or maybe even set the record for interceptions thrown in the season. It was horrible. It was also the third most yards in the history of the NFL. Because you you're still, uh, you're still slinging, slinging the rock. He threw 30-plus touchdowns. He just <laughs> also threw 30-plus <laughs> picks. So, But that's the thing is you're going to get so many. It's like Matt Stafford has, I think, three of the five highest numbers of attempts in the history of the league. I think he has two 5,000-yard passing seasons. There's only been 10 or 11. And he's been in the playoffs it's, it's twice. For, it's for nothing. It's, it's all for, for It's for nothing because yeah. the, the Lions are always throwing the ball over the a place, especially Out when they had desperation. Especially when they had Calvin Johnson. Which why wouldn't you? But they also were the worst running team in the entire league. So. Right, and a lot of those yards came from trying to play from behind nine times out of ten, and it's just you know open season on the range. I, I think that though with. The, the Raiders, now, they were a novelty back in Vegas, the first team, in the first professional team that isn't an NHL team in Vegas. They were a novelty, and then they were a sort of rising team that then maybe a little bit underachieved last year at 8-8. Eight and eight. But now, it's a huge year for the Raiders. This is it. This is a make-or-break year, I think, for both Gruden and Carr. They're paying John Gruden, I believe he's the highest-paid coach in the NFL. Yes, he is. Carr is coming up on a contract. Yes, he is. And... In Vegas, you're either a part of the show or you're not. There's nowhere in between. 
And when you're a part of the show, you can be the UNLV running Rebels basketball team. Mm-hmm. When you're not part of the show, you're Bobby Houck and you're wondering, why the hell did I go to UNLV? Because I'm playing in front of one-third of the amount of people that were watching me in Missoula, Montana, even though I'm in a three-million-person city. If you're not part of the show, you're not part of the show. And the Raiders... The, the one advantage that they'll always have is they're always going to have people in the stands because people are going to be going in and out of Vegas and they'll go watch the other teams. Yeah. But they are in, uh, I'm not going to say treading in the water quite yet, but they can't have another bad year no, because they, can't. they cannot they can't. become irrelevant in that no. in that market. Yeah. We'll see, man. Time will tell. And with that being said, let's move up that list. Yeah, who else you got? I got the Colts. I got Reich and Wentz. We got Wentz coming over. So like, yeah, um, let's speak to it. Can Frank Reich get back into the head of Carson Wentz the way he had him on the Super Bowl run with the Philadelphia Eagles? Carson Wentz at one moment was operating at the highest level of any quarterback in the NFL. Correct. Since that moment, once he got hurt, it has been all downhill for for him. Quick. And uh, for for the uh, the plague that that uh, for, for the uh, the infection of interceptions that plagued Jameis Winston, oh. Carson Wentz has fumbleitis. Yes, Carson Wentz and your boy Danny Dimes with the New York Giants. Horrible. Daniel Hiccups. Jones. Those two guys have thirty. To bring him up, man. They got thirty plus fumbles over the last twenty games. Both these guys both have the gips. And to me, though, it's all mental. Wentz has full, fully lost his confidence since he got hurt. It, Wentz, it's uh, what he just he just never rebounded. And Danny Dimes is just has a lot of fundamental physical flaws. He also don't draft quarterbacks out of the ACC in the first round, Giants, but that's another story for another day. Wentz just never bounced back physically, I think, and I also don't think he bounced back mentally and or emotionally. He looked scared into the pocket, a lot of rush throws, bad mistakes, like just bad, bad, um, urine-poor mistakes. Does he go back to his guru? Does, does Frank Wright get it together? Because if you look at that team, there's some pieces on that team that are, are he is set up to be successful. Oh, like he is so overly successful. This team is the team that the Indianapolis Colts hope to have with Andrew Luck. This <laughs> is the team that they built for Andrew Luck. Yeah. So he has all of the. I mean, I know that <laughs> this is so funny when this happens, and it happens frequently in the NFL. Very few people in in positions like this that are talk radio hosts talk about line play extensively. There's only a few guys that really talk about offensive line play. I'm an offensive lineman. You're a lineman. So we talk about it a lot more here than most national shows. Still, though, there's very few uh, sort of national analysis analysts that are um, line experts. Ross Tucker is one of them. Mm-hmm. He always puts out his ratings of the offensive lines each year. But I always find it fascinating that it's almost tried and true. There was once upon a time, uh, half a dozen years ago, where it was the Bengals that were ranked the number one offensive line in the league. Then they had a terrible year. The Raiders were in this spot a couple years ago, had a terrible year. The Colts coming in this last year, they were in this spot. They didn't have a terrible year, but they did not live up to the hype. They were supposed to be the premier offensive line in the league. That said, though, they still have multiple all-pro players on that offensive front. Correct. They have multiple skill players, if they stay healthy, that are tremendous. Yes. Jonathan Taylor, Marlon Mack should be one of the better one-two punches in the league. Should be. T.Y. Hilton, Michael Pittman, and Paris Campbell. Speed to burn. You got a big one. You got a you know, you know got your ultimate slot in T.Y. Hilton. And then you talk about depth at tight end, too. I mean, Jack Doyle and then the guy that has the best nickname in the whole NFL, Mo Ali Cox, Gigantor. I love it. The they have all of the pieces. It's very similar yeah. to the scenario that we just laid out. So it's make or break time for Wentz because I think though, if they if if Wentz falters at all, it's over. But it's over. If if there was anything that could give a guy his confidence back, it's a good offensive. It's the line. offensive coordinator that 
led him to all that success. Who was His Frank guru. Reich who got then the Colts job because of that run with Carson Wentz? Yeah, you just you gave me credence, man. That's exactly what I said. Can his quarterback guru who helped get the Eagles to the Super Bowl several years ago, can he get back into his head um, and and help? What is going to help Wentz is not being in Philadelphia, not having the boo birds behind you and one, no of, the, question. one of the more scrutinizing uh, media markets for football in the country. He's from small town North Dakota too. He'll fit right, he'll fit way yes, better in Indy than he ever was going to in Philly. Absolutely. Social, culturally speaking, yes. He will, be, he will be much more comfortable than he was from the gritty city of Philly. Give me one more and then I'm going to give you my number one because you haven't said my number one. Your, your your next one might be my number one. We'll see. Nuana's now. 1290 ESPN Missoula. Oh, I want to pick the SWX right one. SWX Montana like Television. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, you give me your next I'm one. I'm going to go old school. I'm going to okay. go to Steelers. I'm going to go Big Ben and Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin has uh, hardly ever, if ever, had to endure scrutiny in his career. The Steelers, their coaches, have been basically admonished of all scrutiny because they have been, I think, inarguably the most consistent franchise since the AFL-NFL merger uh, back in the late 1960s. The Pittsburgh Steelers have never fired a coach. They've only had, what, Chuck Knoll, Bill Cowher, Mike Tomlin? They've had That's three it. coaches since the, in That's their NFL it. era. But Tomlin is now sneaking up to the, the edge where scrutiny is coming if it's not already raining down upon him. Mm-hmm. They The Steelers changed their identity from a def- defensive ground-and-pound team to a throw-it-over-the-yard team when they had Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell and a variety of other uh, offensive skill players. Mm-hmm. None of that worked out. Lost their identity. Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell's out. They've been trying to regain their identity in some form or fashion, but ironically, as Ben Roethlisberger's gotten older, he's so immobile that they have to run everything out of the gun and just get the ball out of his hands as fast as he possibly can. Now, he is the best, I would say, certainly right now in the league, even though he has digressed in almost every other element of his skill, I do think he's still the best in like in the run-pass option game of getting the ball out of his hands as quick as he possibly can. That doesn't necessarily cater, though, to uh, that consistent of offense. Ben Rosberger is going, if they continue the trend from the last two years, he will lead the league in completions. But that won't mean anything if he's not getting the ball down the field or they can't run yeah. the ball. They don't, they don't have anything going if they don't have... Uh, it, it's not about Big Ben. He's too old to win you a Super Bowl now. Right. They have to find a way to get back to running the ball, back to playing defense. Well, that's going to be hard when your offensive line from the last five or six years is completely gone. There's no... Because DeCastro's out too, right? So every, his whole starting offense... His offensive line is gone from the last several years. Every last guy. So you're going to have five new guys in the system, but that also might help improve his lack of mobility. Some of those guys were were, were old, steely veterans, kind of long in the tooth, maybe not able to keep up with you know some of the speed trends coming off the end uh, uh, on the defensive side of the ball. So now you have five new guys that need to learn a whole new system with an aging quarterback and a coach that is being pressed. It is. It's. I. I don't think it's going to bode well for them, especially with who else they have to play week in and week out in their conference. In their division, no question. In their div- yeah, sorry, division. Noah's now one hundred and twenty ESPN Missoula. Regime has not. Regime Seabrook in studio with me. He has not named my number one team quarterback and I got two coach. More. Pressures. I'm going to give you my number one, and we'll get through Regime's list as well. Keep it right here. Nuanas now. 
Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. Independence Day, almost off for the week, almost off for one of the great weekends of the entire year, especially when you live in the state of Montana. Thanks so much for spending some time with us on Thursday, the last show of the week for Nuanas Now. We'll be off the air until next Tuesday. Nice little four-day weekend planned for us here at ESPN Missoula. Rajim Seabrook kicking it with me, Coulter Nuanas. My man. You can also watch us on SWX Montana Television. We are broadcasting live from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport boasts the biggest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. Go to nwmsrocks.com to check them out. Miss anything in the show? Talk to NBA playoffs. Carol and the chick who doesn't know sports swung by. We also talked about LeBron James not in the Olympics. Name, image, and likeness. Which former college players could have benefited from it the most? And most recently, talked about coach and quarterback combinations in the NFL. Who has the most pressure coming into the 2021 season? You find all of it on the podcast, which is proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, and Sportsbet Montana. Regime's given us three teams so far: the uh, Steelers, the Colts, and who did you start out with? The Raiders. The Raiders, right? That are uh, coach quarterback combinations with pressure. You got two more. You still haven't named my number one. I'm going to let you keep going and see if you get there. I went with the Rams. The Rams are my number one. I love you too. I think Sean McVay and Matt Stafford are in um, trouble. <laughs> I, I don't think they're in trouble. I, in fact, think that they are. I am going to place a significant amount of money on the Rams to win the NFC uh, this year. NFC West? No, the NFC. Oh, I thought you, I thought you said I heard NFC East. I was, no, I was going to say the NFC West, but I'm going to pick them to win their division as well as win the entire conference. The NFC Really? I, I, I don't think they'll be the Vegas betting favorite in the NFC West. I think that the San Francisco 49ers will be. I think the Seattle Seahawks will probably be second. I think that the Rams will probably be third in terms of Vegas odds in the NFC West. Probably just slightly ahead of the Arizona Cardinals. But I am certainly going to put money on them as a futures bet. Not because I think it's a definitive for sure, but because I think they're going to have great odds. Uh, I think they will, again, I think they'll be the third favorite in their respective division so that they're going to get the most favorable odds, and I think they have a true chance to do it. Why? They have the best defensive player in the NFL. I'll give you that. Aaron Donald. I'll give you that. Jalen Ramsey uh, (laughs) isn't isn't as good of a talker as he once was, but he's still a pretty good talker, and he's definitely one of the best corners in the league. Oh, shut down. They got money to burn. They have an improving offensive line. And Sean McVay is a make-or-break season for him because he was boy genius, he was boy wonder. All of a sudden, then everybody in the world that ever even had lunch with Sean McVay was getting NFL jobs after he took the Rams to the Super Bowl. And then they haven't been back. But here's the thing, man. Matt Stafford's been in a toxic situation his think, whole career. Matt Stafford is, is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, and he and most I people agree. do not know that. I agree with it. 
Matt Stafford and uh, Sean McVay go way back. I can't remember the the specific personal connection, but they were on vacation together at the same resort in Mexico when this trade went down. So they had to separate themselves to not uh, then appear as if there was to, to, some to basically collusion. not have tampering inclusion rules. They were yes, on a personal yes. vacation. They had to be away from each other for two days till the trade was completed. <laughs> These guys have been dreaming of working with each other forever. Mm. I think Jared Goff's better than most people think Jared Goff is. Jared Goff's still not even close to as good as Matt Stafford. I no. think Matt Stafford and Sean McVay is going to be no. dynamite. I think they have a chance to light up the league. I wanted Matt Stafford to go to the Giants before they uh, drafted Danny Dimes. Like that's where I, I wanted yeah, him. Out of the, that would have been a great fit. Um, I, we'll see. We we shall see. I'm not I'm not very confident. And for folks at home, I I just wrote down that Coulter said they're going to win the NFC. So, so that's it. who I'm going to bet on because they're going to have the best betting odds. Okay. Oh, well. He, you heard what you he heard. I heard what I heard. I'm putting it down there well, with, with I, the date. Well, I will also put uh, money on the San Francisco Giants to win the NFC, and I will also put money on um, probably the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win the NFC. Well, my question is, you got all this money. You should let me borrow a dollar. <laughs> Buy a brother no, lunch no. or something. No, no. I need your advice to tell me to stop sports gambling because uh, I don't know, man. Are you putting? A, did you just put a 13th step into a 12-step program? <laughs> What's, you, what's going on, brother? No, no. Okay. I, actually, I actually do have it pretty in control when it comes to the sports gambling. I know that uh, it's a fun thing, though. It's fun, especially uh, when you're talking about doing it on sports that you're not necessarily involved in. You know, it's, right, I'm not reporting right. on these. It's just analyzing it's them on a local radio show. Some fun. Whatever it might be. All right, so you got to my number one. So who is your number five, then? My uh, The Ravens. The Harbor, Harbor yep. on Jackson. Like... You know, here's speaking of the term boy wonder, you've got this ridiculous athlete uh, back there, man in the helm, um, but just can't get over the hump. Just can't get over the playoff hump, is yep. what I would say. Great regular season stats, great regular season overall. And then when it comes to the the playoffs, you just you just can't get can't get out of your own shadow. And whether that's Lamar Jackson or Harbor or a combination and or the both, not sure. But there's just they they've got to break on through to the other side sooner rather than later. Because if not, one or two or both are gone. The other teams I believe have uh, real pressure, especially on the quarterback and the coach. Miami Dolphins. Brian Flores is a great coach. I think he's one of the upcoming defensive minds in the NFL. Is Tua Tagovailoa their guy? Can Tua fulfill the potential? You're giving me the, the sour face. I think it's so amazing how people forgot that Tua Tagovailoa looked like a world-beating, transcendent, all-time talent the I'm moment not, he came off the bench for Alabama. And I'm not shaking my head, moment. no, at Tua. I like Tua, and I like a lefty. What I don't like is Miami. I just don't like, I just, it's where careers just go to fade into obscurity, I guess. I just, I just don't like the fit there for him. The talent is there. The skill level is there. I like the kid. He's he's got a heart and a warrior soul, but it's Miami, son. Other quarterback uh, coach combinations that have a massive amount of pressure coming into this year. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Can Urban Meyer hack it at the NFL level? Is Trevor Lawrence the the golden boy? I, I think that that has as much Huh. Dual pressure as anything we've ever seen because you always have pressure as a number one overall pick. You also always have pressure as an uber successful college coach who's never coached in the NFL. We've, I don't know if we've ever seen this combination though because Urban Meyer is, with the exception of Nick Saban, the greatest coach of his generation and one of probably the five best coaches in college football history. Hands down. And there's a real chance he flops in the NFL. There's also a real chance he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence is uh, among the most heralded, especially when he was young, high school into his freshman year of college. 
he uh, he was the most talented guy since Andrew Luck that has come along anywhere in the country. So that's a ton of pressure. I think both these guys have a ton of pressure. Other uh, combinations that I think have a ton of pressure, the Denver Broncos and whoever they uh, – I mean, Vic, Vic Fangio is the head coach, but whoever they choose to be their quarterback, do they go out and make a run for Aaron Rodgers? How does that solve their quarterback issues? If it's not, though, can Drew Locke take a step to even be relevant or – is it just back to the drawing board once again for John Elway, which I think is just crazy that one of the great quarterbacks in league history can't get it right. Can't get it right. Uh, a couple other uh, teams that are going to experience a lot of pressure between the coach and the quarterback. I mean, I think you have to mention Tampa Bay because can Bruce Arians and, and Tom Brady do it again? It, uh, history tells you, especially with Tom, that they can the answer's for, yes. for sure. Matt Rule and Teddy Bridgewater, but now Matt Rule and Sam Darnold in yeah. uh, Carolina. Interesting situation. Is Matt Rule just a college coach that's stuck in that mindset? Or can he remake Sam Donald's career? They have one of the best weapons in the league in uh, Christian McCaffrey. Sick. So we'll see. Uh, and then two more for you to send you on into your weekend. One, San Francisco 49ers because uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the guy until he's not the guy. He's got he's How long does that shoulder. last? How long does that last? He's got you the Super Bowl before. How ready is Trey Lance? If he's not ready, can Garoppolo help you tread water? Can he push you forward? I don't really know. Mm-hmm. It's a big year for Kyle Shanahan. The decision on if and when he either trades or benches Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be a big one. You Maybe know, he doesn't do either of those and they let Trey Lance develop for a while. I don't know, man. I, don't I, know. I, have, a, I have a feeling it's midway through the season and then the the, the rumors sw- start swirling about it him. It just depends on how they're playing. Or, or who needs someone of Jimmy G's caliber. And that gets me to the very last one. Northeast team? The Minnesota Vikings. Ooh. I do think that the I think, I think Belichick has a ton of pressure on him that's, in New England. That's kind of where I was but going. But there was no real combination because is it Cam Newton? Is it Jarrett Stidham? Is it Mac Jones? All the pressure's on Belichick to me. Because right. he's got three uh, either mediocre, unproven, or both options at quarterback. So, uh I'm not sure. No, my, number, my, my, my last one is the Minnesota Vikings. Anybody that listens to this show knows that I have... Uh, there is no athlete I have more disdain for than Kirk Cousins. I, <laughs> The Minnesota Vikings, the only thing that I would really consider myself a fan of left, that I got left in the world, the only thing that emo- elicits an emotional rooting reaction from me is the Minnesota Vikings. And I'm really questioning if I can continue to like them while Kirk Cousins is their quarterback. They already chased off one of my favorite players, Stephon Diggs. Loved him. The money that they paid Kirk Cousins has made it so that they were unable to sign guys like Xavier Griffin, Linval Joseph, or excuse me, Everson Griffin, Linval Joseph, Xavier Rhodes. What's the defense do if they give Kirk Cousins another big contract? Can they not re-sign Harrison Smith? What happens to Anthony Barr? What happens to Daniel Hunter? On down the line, the Vikings have regressed as a franchise across the board because of all the money they gave Kirk Cousins. And then Kirk Cousins has not only underperformed, but he's been annoying as hell by doing it. I can't stand Kirk Cousins. That's the biggest piece of pressure in my world because Mike Zimmer is a good coach. They had a great defensive identity when they were at a $7 million quarterback in Case Keenum, who's not that good, but you're only paying him $7 million and he's sucking just as, he's better than Cousins. And you're paying, you're paying Cousins the most guaranteed money in the history of the NFL. Regardless, uh, I could get all the way fired up, but we're off till Tuesday. Enjoy. Regime will be back next week. You know what's up? Love having around the summer. Love having you guys around in the summer as well. Thanks so much for joining us here on Nuanas. Now, no show tomorrow, no show on Monday. Enjoy your four-day weekend. Happy Independence Day, everybody. Be safe. Have fun. Make good choices. We'll see you on Tuesday.
Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 